Hey, 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 how are you? I want to say good evening to you from wherever you're listening to this podcast. I appreciate your company a whole lot, I tell you. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. Ha! I kind of like that. I, I like that so pretty well. Now, thanks a lot for joining me on this show, Thinking Out Loud with Mr. K on Mr. K24 Radio. We're still doing um, a couple of series on the whole idea of Nigeria at 60. What should we be celebrating or what are we celebrating as a nation that has been independent for 60 years? All right, so on the show today, I had a phone interview with a certain chief. He's a social affairs and current affairs commentator. He is someone who has been in the forefront lately in trying to fight for the emancipation of the Nigerian youth. He's also done quite a bit of, um, uh, should I say, advocacies concerning the area of corruption. He thinks that corruption can only happen and will continue to happen until we put a death penalty, death penalty, as the ultimate prize for anyone who is caught, caught, uh, you know, in corrupt practices. That's his opinion. And I tell you, he's pretty much very, very convinced about it. And of course, we have this very healthy conversation about what Nigeria should actually be celebrating at this day. I tell you, man, he opened quite a can of worms in the process. And I tell you, you just can't ignore uh, this gentleman. He is someone that has shown he's got what it takes to keep this struggle going. Like he said to me, even in the course of the conversation, he has dual nationalities, Nigerian as well as Canadian. So, like, he doesn't have to be here, like, right now doing what he's doing, but he's doing it according to the love for his country. All right, so I'm going to cue him in right now, and, of course, you're, you're going to hear the conversation that we are going to have. You know, we talked before, not on, on the air, uh, not on the platform. So, you know, I, I, I felt some, you know, some of the, uh, should I say, vibrations coming from him. And I thought, hey, I think you are going to be a guest on my program, sir, on my show. Yeah, he said, okay, all right, it's all right. Just call me when you're ready. And of course, um, I just called him moments ago and he's listening to us right now. All right, so you're going to get to hear from him. Once again, my name is Mr. K. Folks call me the Cool K. And this right here is Mr. K24 Radio Podcast. You're welcome aboard. So you think that's the only way to go? I, I'm telling you, because if you cannot take the heat, you stay away from kitchen. That's the only way. Yeah. Nobody wants to die. You remember the phrase of uh, Peter George, Bob Marley in those days, and said, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants nobody to die. Wants to die. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I honestly think that is the only way to go. Completely now, I'm working. I sent a letter to Hassan Rep. I sent it out to the presidency. I'm doing a big board in Abuja and part of other states that we must introduce the capital punishment. That's the only way Nigeria can go because enough is enough. Otherwise, we'll end up having no country. We are gradually 
body into a, a state. Nobody suffer any penalty. We have rules like every other countries. We have law like every other country, but we don't implement any of these things. And that's why. Can you talk a bit like, louder, sir? Can you talk a bit louder, sir? Well, I, I, I didn't want to be screaming at you. What I'm saying is that the reason why we go to what we are going to today is because we have laws in this country like every other country, but we don't implement anything. This is the only country where you see people protect the thieves. People protect the politicians that steal our money. This is the only country that we pay very high salary to lawbreakers and we punish the lawmakers. Isn't that ironic? And this is the only way. If we believe in Nigeria, we must all re-echo it that the only way forward here is whether you are civil servant, whether you are a police officer, whether you are a military officer, whether you are ordinary citizen. So long you dip your hands into the government cover to steal our common patrimony, I think the penalty should be death penalty. Mm. You know, uh, when uh, President, uh, the former President Olusegun Obasanjo became the president of the country, during his regime, he put in place um, the EFCC Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, uh, also the Independent Corrupt Practices Commission, two agencies of government that were dedicated supposedly to fight corruption. Why do you think that the EFCC and the ICPC, as organs of, um, you know, within the ambit of um, the presidency created by Obasanjo at the time and several other, let's just say the two other heads of state after him have also kept those two, two agencies alive. What do you think really is, is responsible for, you know, rather lackadaisical attitude or a lack of uh, success in their efforts to uh, rid corruption, rid Nigeria of corrupt practices? Again, it's bad. We have laws that is not being, uh, you know, uh, implemented. No one is afraid. It is all round tripping. When you steal, and they know you steal, they go after you. They take what you steal from you because they are own. That's what has been happening. Mm. This is a country you used to have. Uh, what do you call an IG of police call? Uh, I believe his name was Tafa. Uh, Tafa. Yeah. You know, yeah. that attack uh, two billion was recovered mm. from during the era of uh, Obasanjo. What did they do? They confiscate some of the property. It's like a play bargain. And today he's enjoying the proceeds of crime. If he was in China, then he saw rest in peace. That's what we need here. That's what we need here. Now you name or you tell me any, any head of institution in Nigeria that has not transformed money, that has not steal from us. Are you talking about the head of customs? Are you talking about the head of police? Are you talking about the head of military? In Nigeria, it's the only country where you don't have institutions. Men are institutions here. In Nigeria, it's the only where you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't recognize the law. If you're the head of immigration, the owner of the immigration, you give a passport to, to foreigners without due process. If you are the head of customs, you collect the, the, the proceeds of playing cards and containers is yours with that process. If you are the actual police, you sell the, the police to guide the, 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 the notorious uh, politicians and then they give you reform. If you are a commissioner of police, you send the police to the streets to go and collect uh, and extort money from the citizen so that you can fuel your car. Something is wrong with this country.
something is wrong with this country. The only thing we can do is, truly speaking, introduce death penalty. That's the only way forward. And we should mean it. And we should mean it. Now, there's another area of um, the whole issue of corruption. You know, I, I, okay, let me call it a theory. There's a theory that says if politicians do not get the cooperation of civil servants, the politicians cannot steal as much as they are doing presently. Do you agree to that? Yeah, I agree with that. That's what I'm saying is that whether you're a politician, whether you're a police officer, whether you're an ordinary citizen, a thief is a thief. Now we become a, a big blind country. We are so big and we are blind. It's a country where you will invest more money in uh, Ministry of Water Resources, and yet we have no water. Everybody's thinking so powerful. We invest money in, uh, 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 in institutions that is not functionable, and we neglect the educational sector. We neglect the ex sector. If you are giving money as a contractor to do our roles, whether you are the contractor or you are the minister, and you did not do the role, and anybody died in that role, the blood is in your hand. So, therefore, you must suffer the penalty and die along with those who you killed. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my brother, there's no order we run because we will cease not to have country if we don't introduce a stiff penalty and a stiff law to, 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 to create that fear and make that fear and let the fear be reasonable. And, that, Otherwise, and discourage people from doing it. Yes, that is true. Because the Americans said, if you cannot take the heat, you stay away from the country. Yeah, the, sorry, the, the, the kitchen. And that's the true story. Can't, can't take the heat, don't, don't, yes. don't stay with the fire. Mm. That's pretty interesting. Now, another very, very critical area. You know, against the backdrop of the fact that um, uh, October 1st, 1960, the nation gained independence from a colonial masters, that's talking about uh, the British government at the time, uh, we have a situation at the moment uh, where the issue of unemployment and poverty is very, very pervasive. What do you think that should be done to create jobs for the teeming Nigerian youths? They are graduating in their tens of thousands every year, and yet there is no labor market for them to find a living. So what do you think can be done about that? I think the Nigeria uh, situation is very, very pathetic because uh, we have uh, created uh, an employed army of uh, youth. And these are people who went to the four corner war of our institutions. I think if we spread in our, uh, our institutions, we put more money into our colleges so that uh, we're poor in school. They should also have to learn vocational courses. They can become handymen if you don't employ them in the bank or the oil sector. But finish our country here was uh, a blessing in disguise. This oil that we have, that have dwindled already. So if we didn't have oil here, I'm sure that everybody would not want to work in the oil sector. I'm sure that everybody would not want to work in the banking uh, industry. And I also see that if you want to really limit limit uh, poverty in our country, we must regulate religious bodies, whether it's mosque or whether it's church. Because the churches have not done us good. The churches are part of the problem we have in this country. Because every of our churches is like a poison scam. They don't talk about, uh, uh, about salvation, they talk about prosperity. So in, in an ideal society, 
they are closing more churches and turning into uh, factories. It will interest you. I own dual citizenship. I'm in Canada. But in Canada, we close more churches there to turn into factories. But ironically, in Nigeria, you close factories and turn into churches. God does not build bridges. God does not build roads. God made man. I made man talented so that men can take care of these things on earth. So when we are able to reverse psychologies, sorry, psychology, and don't make men believe that when they die, they don't have wounded virgins, as the Muslims would say. And the Christians too, when they cease not to believe that they are reward just only life in heaven, and some people will do the right thing here on earth. Because if you feel that heaven is real, that the great reward is waiting for you, then what are you doing in this notorious earth that we live on today? Why don't you just cut it off and go to heaven and enjoy? That would be a crime. <laughs> if you really believe that, you know, just say that. Really, that would be a crime because that a little bit, a little you said the criminal offense. Well, I'm saying that. I, I didn't say yeah. that you die. Mm. But I'm saying that if you do, if you do the truth, believe that yeah. every of your prophets lies in heaven because the the fake pastors and fake uh, imam, I'm not saying there are no few good men here, but I'm saying that in Nigeria, because the government has paid them, Everybody now believe in Jesus. That when they see Jesus, some you know white men with beard, with blue eyes, their reward will come. Because everything has failed us. Why do you think that there are countries where you have more atheists? They're surviving, and they've not got this country. Why do you think there are people that are people that 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 are recreational? They are succeeding. Go to Japan, go and figure it out and say how many Christians we have in such nation. Go to China and go and say how many Christians we have in such nation. Are they not doing well? Then where you have some GO, GO, you have about 3,000 uh, branches that become a business center. You wanted me to talk about how we can help the youth, and that's why I'm going to that lens. And if you want me to talk, I will talk. And I'm ready to tell you how we can change Nigeria. Well, that, that's very fascinating, really. And, um, uh, you know, there are a few churches out there. I'm not trying to make any case for anybody. But in general, um, you know, the way it is looking like, you know, if you look at it from a certain perspective, it's as though uh, the churches are not really living up to expectations by allowing society to develop, you know, and also advance the cause of the way people live their lives within that particular country. Now, there are a few churches I wish, I wish other churches could do such things who have um, empowerment program for some of their youths. And um, I, it's something I would have loved to see uh, churches and mosques, a lot of them doing because they are part and parcel of uh, one of the forces in the governance of the, of the country. So religion is also a bit important, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, look, looking at the society, the way it is making progress or the way it is failing. Now, let's, let's leave the, 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 the area of the churches now. Uh, I, I'm glad right now you are in Benin and... Um, it's not as though you are not seeing what is going on uh, in, in, in a do state here. Uh, in my neighborhood where I live, there are a lot of young men and women who are not actually making efforts to learn a skill. Many of them that I have spoken with, they will tell you they are just hoping to go abroad someday and then when they go abroad they become millionaires and they build houses and buy houses and so on and so forth. Now, you know, when I look at the number of youths 
roaming the streets of Benin who have that particular mentality. It makes me wonder really what the future is going to be like for them and for the rest of us. And um, it's scary. I don't know whether there's something you could say about the situation. You are somebody with dual, uh, you know, a nationality. You are Nigerian and as well a Canadian. Now, from your experience about what goes on outside the shores of this country, uh, in Europe, in, in North America and Canada, uh, do you think such expectations by our youth is something that is necessary? Again, you see, we ought not to blame the youth at all times. And also again, because I think that uh, from where we are coming from, they used to be music that were meaningful. That literature, when you hear people singing, don't blame the, don't blame the youth. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see, youth you are now, if you have the Ministry of Orientation, the ministry who money is being invested in, but use the money to build marshals, there's no advice for children out there. What you see in our, in our screen is either people doing some fake miracles, or people living on fake life on Instagram, or people living some fake life on accident life, People driving G wagon, Ferrari, or whatnot, Roscos, and all that. Now, when you see that most of our members of Senate and members of the House Assembly and governors, the House, or even some presidents, don't have living school certificates, and yet they contest an election and they win election. And then they try to say, What is the point going to school? I thought school was important. Mm -hmm. People can contest the election. And it can steal so much money. Why should I bother to go to school? Why should I bother to strive at all? Because manners will fall from heaven and make me. Okay? We don't have we don't have mentorship. We don't have leadership. What we have in the past in the what the time we used to have leadership was the time of uh uh Inaruru, Awolo World. I mean, you know these things, okay? There were people that you can emulate. But now, we are emulating some people in our assembly, some governors that don't have certain kids. I don't want to mention names because I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. But the, the listeners and yourself know what I'm talking about. And that's where we get it wrong. So if we're going to get it right, whatever money that is invested in Ministry of Communication, Ministry of Information, there should be, you know, uh, an advert. You should start showing things like vocational courses. You should not start giving out uh, bursary. I mean, I'm sure that maybe you enjoy bursary when you go to school. Some governors today, they, they enjoy bursary when they go to school. Today, we cannot afford to pay the minimum wage of 30000 And so people are saying that, why should I waste my time and punish my mother more? Mm. People feel more for their parents now. I'm speaking from Benin. Go to Yama today. You will see dozens of women trying to sleep with a man without condom for 4000 naira. You will see dozens of men in psychiatric homes in Selo that have lost their mind, that is cocoa, because of the frustration of this country. And yet you have some people digging money, digging dollars, pounds, in the soccer way in Nigeria. So it is not balance. It's a poetic justice to use people's money to fight them. The, the, the criminals we have in this country that call themselves leaders who are, who are, who are bandits are using the money to imprison the women, 
the children are the very poor. So why are we blaming the youth? Why should I be blaming my wife if I do not give up my children? Why should I be reminding my wife that Andrew Lucky and paying my children's school fees? Is it not my responsibility to pay my children's school fees? That's right. Do you know the government is responsibility to create an enabling environment for citizens? That's true. What have we benefited from Nigeria? Now, there is a, 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 a COVID-19. I'm a Canadian. The Canadian government has given me $10,000 to have a year to take up myself as a Canadian. And the government is increasing our tariffs. They are making for the nationals, like DSTP, to get rich on the detriment to their citizens. And yet, you say you have a country where you have what you call NSC, that is more like a mafia club. If you have NSC, they're supposed to represent the workers. They're supposed to represent the unemployment you can the back. That's what you have what they call workers' compensation. All right? Yeah. And many, many more they will do. And yet they call themselves the comrades. They wear khaki in the day and wear abada in the night. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what are you talking about? Let us be real. Yeah, yeah. Where we are, where we are doing that, mm. we are afraid to say how it is. Yeah, and if you don't say that, we are going to continue to live and wallow in this yeah. blindness. Yes, sir. I, 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 you, you know, because of the, the paucity of time for this particular show, um, I'd like to appeal to you that um, we can have several of these conversations going forward. You know, whenever you're chance, I'll give you a holler so we can talk some more about how and um, where to go in terms of how our nation is um, developing or where it is now and where it ought to be. There's a huge gap between what is and what ought to be in this country at the moment. So there's a great deal to talk about. Now, against the backdrop of the fact that um, we just had our 60th Independence Day anniversary, if, if you're a teacher or a lecturer, you want to rate Nigeria on a scale of 1 to 100%, what will you score Nigeria? If I had, if I had what they call minus zero, I'll score Nigeria minus zero. Mm -hmm. We can't score Nigeria on 1%. They fail us in all ramifications. We don't have electricity after 60 years. That's it. When I was growing up, I used to hear people praise it's a full of 40, it's a full of it's a full forever. Yeah. So you are 60, you have never achieved anything. We gave us uh, 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 our first uh, uh, seed to Malaysia. Today, Malaysia lends the world money. All right? And today, our money was equipped with pounds sterling. Today, pounds is 100. Uh, it's 600 and something to one to, to, uh, to, to, to one pound in our money. We have no roads. Do you know that to get to worry from Benin used to take you 40 minutes? Sorry, 40 minutes or less. Today it takes you four hours or more. I used to take my father's Volkswagen car when I was young. I would drive to Lagos for a party. It takes me two hours to get to Lagos. And I will come back before dawn when my father wake up. May so rest in peace. My father would not even know I took his car to Lagos to Paris. What are you talking about? Sure. How, how can you ask that question to rate Nigeria? How can you? You cannot rate Nigeria. I, I don't mean to to, 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 to to be like this, but this is the truth. Okay? In a country where we celebrate millions without party. <laughs> it's a country where we fight the surgeons for over 10 years. There's no result. True. Then us have become millionaires. True. You know? Or to become patriotic in this country. Or to interview descendants. Sorry, we're going to remain like this. I have a choice. I am the heir. Nobody is supposed to be heaven. Gokanda is heaven. 
compared to Nigeria with, uh, with Nigeria. So I still want to do my very best there by being the person to sit in, and that's why you're talking to me there today. Otherwise, the likes of me have no business in Nigeria again. You're, you're right, you're right. I, I'm glad that you took this option. Uh, you know, it's a service you are doing to the nation and our people in trying to fight for the emancipation of, of, of our countrymen and women in spite of the terrible situations we are passing through, both economically, you know, socially, in the area of crime, and so on and so forth. Well, I'd like to thank you very much, sir, for giving us this time to have this conversation with you today as we mark Nigeria at 60. Uh, you know, what do we celebrate? Apparently, uh, I heard the scores you gave Nigeria, and um, I think you're entitled to it, and uh, nobody can argue that with you. Uh, you have seen best of both worlds, as it were. So thank you very much, sir, for being part of the program. Thank I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, and I thank your, your listeners. God bless you. Have a good night rest. Yeah, bless you too. Take care, sir. You too. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot for being part of the program today. It was great having you for company. Actually, it was great having you a feature on the program, Thinking Out Loud, right here on Mr. K24 Radio Podcast. It was a delight once again. And I'm hoping that you avail us this same opportunity. If we come knocking and asking you to come talk with us, you know, subsequently, uh, because we'd like to keep this um, going as far as we, we possibly could. And I want to say thank you so much for this time. I appreciate you. Bye now. Thank you.